Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word. As parents, I realized I could do something in a moment that would affect my life, my wife's life, my kid's life. I could say things to them that greatly impacts their life. And this is really should be a reminder to all of us. Let's be a lot more careful what comes out of our mouth, things we say to people. And this is on my heart, just to us as parents. I think sometimes as parents, we say to our kids things we wouldn't say to other people. As a Christian, when we go about our day, do we make it a priority to focus on what we're saying? Even when we know that we need to show love in every word that comes out, it's easy to let worldly influences alter our speech. In today's message, Pastor Bill wants you to know that you can't let up on focusing what comes out of your mouth. When you let bad things come out, it doesn't show Christ. You need to be a witness for Him in everything you do and let Him direct your tongue. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of Judges chapter 11 for today's edition of A Transforming Word. God would pour out His Spirit upon those that were going to go forth. And I just want to point that out, that these are, this guy is not going in his own strength. And what he's getting ready to do is going to be awesome, but it's going to be awesome because God's doing it in his life. And so um, then it says in verse 30, now this is um, the sad, sad thing he does here. It says, and Jephthah made a vow to the Lord and said, if you will indeed deliver the people of Ammon into my hand, then it will be that whatever comes out of the doors of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the people of Ammon shall surely be the Lord's. And I will offer it up as a burnt offering. Now, if you have a reference Bible that um, when it says and will offer it up as a burnt offering, you might have. How many guys have or in your in your center column on your reference Bible? Some of you guys have or. All right. You do. One person with a reference Bible. OK, so here's this. I'm sharing that for a reason. It's kind of important. There's a lot of debate as to what he ends up doing later. But first, let me deal with the first thing. This is a stupid vow. Anybody here ever made a dumb vow, made a promise you shouldn't have made, just said something because you was emotional or you know you want to say something real powerful? Jephthah's excited. He's like, God, if you deliver this into my hand, when we get back, what first thing comes out of my house when I get back, I'm going to offer it up in the burnt offering to you. Yeah, it's a good idea. And, well, he said, shall surely be the Lord's and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. There is an alternate translation where it says or offer it up as a burnt offering. And we'll see why that becomes important in a little bit. Now, maybe Jephthah had in mind that he would come back from the battle and some animal would come out. He would sacrifice the animal, some goat or, you know, the kitty cat, you know, or the lamb or the, you know, oxen or what. I don't know what he thought was going to come out of his house when he got back, but he's going to be bummed out when he sees what does. Look at verse 32. Well, I guess I should give the, the verses on vows real quick. If you're writing notes, um, vow because a vow is not something you have to do. Um, and I don't even know if it's something we should do. We, there are vows that we take that uh, I think are important. I think marriage vows are important. Um, people take vows and you make commitments and you do it in front of people and you do it on video so you can be held accountable to it. I think that's important. Um, but there are vows that people do that are just dumb. People make commitments they shouldn't make. Um, and so a couple verses I would read to you, or have you write down in your notes. Write down Numbers chapter 30, verses 1 and 2. Says that Moses spoke to the heads of the tribes concerning the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. If a man makes a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself 
by some agreement, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. And so the question is, it says, if if a man makes a vow and I just want to point out again that you don't have to make vows to the Lord. I know a lot of Christians get you might have an emotional moment and you feel broken and you just God, I'm never you might have told God, I'm never going to do that again. Liars. Right. This, if you told God, I'm never going to do. How many guys have ever how many have ever told God, I'll never do that again. And you did it again. Raise your hand. Right. How many guys have vowed to God that you're going to do something and you didn't do it like you said you're going to do it. All right. It's, it's not something we have to do. And so we should be careful about using our words in that way. Um, also, write down Ecclesiastes chapter five, um, verses two through five it says, do not be rash with your mouth and let not your heart utter anything hastily before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few for a dream comes through much activity and a fool's voice is known by his many words. When you make a vow to God, do not delay to pay it, for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. And it's a key verse, verse five. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. So God says, you know, you can, you can keep your words to yourself. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay. And the last thing I want you to write down, you know, write down uh, Psalm uh, 15. And uh, we'll, we'll key in on verse four, but I'm going to read the verses that preceded. Psalm 15 it says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who will dwell in the holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend in whose eyes a vile, vile person is despised. But he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. And I want you to just consider that because that's what we're going to see in Jephthah. Someone that swears to their own hurt but doesn't change. That means I may I swear and then I realize this is going to hurt me what I swear, but I'm going to do it anyway. And uh, I've had that happen with my kids where I promised something and then I realize I shouldn't have promised it. Um, there are times where I promise to buy something and then I look at when the time comes and I'm like, I really don't have the money to buy something. And it becomes a matter of, you know, keeping my word. And I'm like, then I look like I just should have. They're kids. I should have just said, we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm much better today at doing that to the kids. Hey, Dad, can we do this? We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That way, no vows, nothing to say sorry for. We'll see. Maybe you need to pray about it, too. You know, so but I've done that before where because I said it and I, I do kind of take my word serious with my kids. If I get my word, I'm figure out a way to keep my word. Um, but I've learned to be a lot more cautious about giving my word because I don't have to give it on every little thing. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a lot better these days to say, well, we'll see about that. We'll see. We'll see. Let's talk about it on Friday. And, uh, you know, and what I'm really doing is checking my bank account to see if, you know, we will see. <laughs> we'll all see. So um, Jephthah made this vow um, again, a foolish vow. He didn't have to make. He should have just said, you know, let's go. Let's go get it. Let's go see what the Lord's going to do. But he, he's, and I don't know if it was emotion. It was excitement. It was, you know, emotional zeal. But he says, God, the first thing out of my house, if we get back, if we win, I'm going to give it to you. It's going to be offered to you. Um, or, you know, and again, it's, it's, I believe it's, you know, it'll surely be the Lord or offer it up as a burnt offering. And um, let's look at what happens. Verse um, 32. So Jephthah advanced toward the people of Ammon to fight against them. 
and the Lord delivered them into his hand and he defeated them from Aor to Mineth, 20 cities and to Abel Karamim with a very great slaughter. Thus, the people of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. He won the war. Uh, God gave him the victory. He went out. He whomped them. You know, two verses of battle. He wins. Verse 34. When Jephthah came to his house at Mizpah, there was his daughter coming out to meet him with trembles and dancing. And she was his only child. Beside her, he had neither son nor daughter. Now, I want you to just think about this. Only child the man has is a daughter. Any dads here with daughters, um, daughters kind of melt your heart. And you, you get a little warm fuzzy when you see them. And they make you buy stuff you wouldn't normally buy. And his daughter comes out with trembles. And this, I just, I get the vision of a little girl like, my daddy, he won the war. Ooh, and she's doing, you know, little ribbons and dances and twirling and about. And, and I just, I, I just, his heart had to just go, oh, why did I say that? My daughter, my baby, she's coming out. And, you know, I read this and I think, God, why, why is this in the Bible? Why does the Holy Spirit record this story? I believe one reason is that God wants us to be careful what we say. Careful what comes out of your mouth. Be careful about the things that come out of your mouth and just not thinking through commitments that you make, what you're going to say, what you say to people, what you say you're going to do. Be cautious. Be uh, be mindful of that. And so Jephthah's daughter comes out and she's dancing and she was the only child. He didn't have any more kids. She's it. Only kid I got. Verse 35, it says, and it came to pass when he saw her, he tore his clothes and said, alas, my daughter, you have brought me very low for you. You are among those who trouble me, for I have given my word to the Lord and I cannot go back on it. Now, Again, I read this and I think, you know, I'm just going to be honest. If I gave my word to do something stupid and my little girl came out the house, you know, I'd seek to be a man of integrity. But um, that's that's a big price. To, that's I mean, she's going to pay a big price to pay for his dumb bow. Right. She's going to pay the price. And he had a few options and he could have said. You know, I should have never said that, but I did say that. So I'm not going to do it. But he made the vow to the Lord and he understood God's word. You can't don't make a vow to the Lord and don't keep it. Um, and so he says, man, I can't go back on my word to the Lord, to his credit. How many of us feel that strongly about our words to the Lord? This is going to cost him a lot. And he's like, I can't go back on it. I can't. I cannot go back on what I said to the Lord. Um, again, I read it and I think, you know, I have a lot of feelings about this because I'm a dad. Um, and I'm like, man, I, I, I would take a week fast and pray and say, God, I'm sorry. I did a stupid, I did a, I did a stupid, you know, could you, could you give me a, a, how can we work this out? I know you don't want me to do this, you know? Um, but he says he's a man of conviction and he says, man, I, you know, he's bummed out about how it went down. He says, but I gotta, I gotta keep my word. I gotta do what I said I was going to do. And you know, that just reminded me of that song, you know, that he swore to his own hurt in a big way. Um, but it's not just to his hurt, his child's hurt. Now, I think we learned something about how she was being raised in her response, because I would imagine my daughter would be like, Dad, why would you do that? What's wrong with you? I'm telling mom, you know, like I'm leaving. I'm running away. Why would you, why would you do a dumb thing like that? But listen at what his daughter says when she realizes um, what took place. Verse 36. So she said to him, my father 
If you have given your word to the Lord, do to me according to what has gone out of your mouth, because the Lord has avenged you on your enemies, the people of Ammon. Now, to her credit, this is a little woman of God. She said, Dad, if you gave your word to God, then whatever you said, you you do it. And, you know, God did his part. God delivered them into our hands. So whatever you vow to the Lord, you go ahead and do it. And I I just want to say that would be that's commendable to me as a young woman. She's saying even even though this is going to be a bad deal for me, Dad, you keep your word to the Lord. I I support you in what you're doing. Um, And again, I, I just read that and I think that's that's it's big on both of their parts. And as much as I want to respect it on this side, like, man, he's going to vow to his own hurt. And his daughter is saying, Dad, honor your word to the Lord. As much as on this side of the fence, I'm saying that's very respectable. I'm on this side of the fence saying that was just a stupid vow to say. I mean, it would have been better if you kept your mouth shut. So to that end, I would say to anybody here, if you find that your mouth gets you in trouble, saying what you should not say, there's a remedy. There's a remedy. There's a remedy. If you say what you shouldn't say, you make commitments and you don't keep them. If you find that the things that come out of your mouth are causing trouble to you and those that you love, there's an answer. It's an easy answer. It's a simple answer. It's almost so simple you can miss it. Y'all want to know what it is? Be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. That, that, is, that, is, that is the answer. You know, if you're emotional, be quiet. If you upset, you're angry, be quiet. You know what I tell people all the time? I've never had to repent for what I didn't say. I've never had to come back and tell somebody, I'm sorry I said that for what I didn't say. It's the stuff that came out of my mouth. It's the commitments that I made real quick. And then I didn't think it through. I didn't look at the calendar. I didn't talk to my wife. I didn't work it all through it. I realized, man, I made that commitment. I can't keep it. Now I got to figure out what to do with that. It's, it's, it's those that I've never had to say sorry for keeping my mouth shut a little longer, for being quiet a little longer. And so for anybody here that's finding that to be a challenge, that, that the answer to be quiet. Zip your lip. Don't talk so fast. Wait, you know, there's there's um this, this wait, you know, I found with ministry stuff, I would struggle because I want to be available. I want to be used. I want God to, you know, so I, yeah, yeah, people actually do something. I'll do that. I'll be there. Blah, 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 blah. And then for you guys that know me, um, one of my weak points, I'm not a good administrator. That's not my gift. Um, my wife is my calendar. Um, my phone has a calendar. My wife puts a calendar on the back door of my room. So when I walk out, I can look at the day, you know, because I, I just be forgetting stuff. And if I don't stay right on top of it, if she's not in my ear at times saying, what's this week? What's happening this week? Let me see your calendar. Can your calendar to my calendar? Can we make sure all the calendars work together. I'll be the triple double book myself. And I'm like, I got to be at three places on Saturday, you know, so it's like somebody's going to hate me, you know, come Saturday. So. The answer for me was you need to be you can't you can't answer right now. You know, you're incapable of giving an answer right now. I that's what I have to accept that. You know, as much as my heart wants to yeah, 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 I do I, yeah, I, blah, blah, blah. I was like, man, you've done that enough time, let down enough people, made enough people so you know, had to say sorry enough times where it's like, just be quiet. Say let me get back to you on that, you know? And then because I forget to call people back, I had learned to put oh don't hey, give me a call tomorrow. Cause I used to say, Hey, I'll give you a call tomorrow. And then tomorrow will come. I get busy. I'll be going to the world. Don't call tomorrow. And then, you know, like you said, just, <laughs> I'll see him in a month looking real sour. You said, just going to call me tomorrow, you know. And so even that, it's like, hey, you call me. Um, give me a call back tomorrow. Uh, and it takes it. It helps me out a little bit. Because one less thing I got to remember to do tomorrow. I'll see you when you call. I'll be like, oh, yeah, he'll be calling me about, you know. Everybody here, if that's a battle, 
If your mouth is troubling you, be quiet. Don't give an answer so fast. Don't make a commitment so quick. Consider the things that come out of our mouths because um, it does matter to the Lord. Jesus said that we should let our yes be yes. Amen. And um, those are the kind of people we want to be. We want to be people of character where people say, man, what that guy says is going to happen. That sister makes a commitment. They're going to come through. And we want to be people of our word. But in order to do that, um, some of us got to. I, I personally, this is I'm studying this. This is for me, just like it's for some of you guys. Maybe some of y'all make bad vows. I make bad commitments, um, you know, but we how do we grow? How do we do better? We, we never read something like this and learn uh, and not learn how to grow. And so the answer for you, if your mouth is getting you in trouble, is zip your lip. <laughs> Just be quiet. Slow down with your words. All right. Moving down. It says, so she told her father, whatever you said, you know, keep your word. Then she said to her father, verse 37, let this thing be done for me. Let me alone for two months that I may go and wander on the mountains and bewail my virginity, my friends and I. And so his daughter says, dad, do me this one favor. Um, now that you've ruined my life. And now here's a question. Some people think that he actually offered her as a burnt offering. Um, some people think that, no, what he did was kind of like with Samuel. He just kind of dedicated her where she would not be able to be married. And she would be she would serve in the temple like the widows do. There's you can read a book on both of those. And here's kind of where I fall with it. Um, it, it comes back to the verse, uh, verse 31. Um, he said, you know, it's, Whatever comes out will surely be the Lord's. And one version says, and I will offer it up as a burnt offering. The other version says, or either or. So the argument could go either way. Now, God never asks for human sacrifice, and it's not something that he desires or wants. It's actually wrong to do. So for some, it's like, well, it would be I have a hard time seeing God, you know, you're carrying through human sacrifice where God doesn't call for human sacrifice or desire it. This is what we know for sure. She knew that she would die a virgin. She knew that she would not be able to live a normal life, get married, have kids. And she said, Dad, can I have two months to bewail my virginity with my friends? We're going to go up in the mountains and just bewail my virginity. I'm going to go up in the mountains with my friends and and, and be sad because I'm never going to have a husband. I'm never going to have kids. I'm going to die a virgin, basically. Um, which is really sad when you read that. She's like, let me go bewail my virginity with my friends. Now, again, she's either going to bewail her virginity because she's going to be, you know, kind of nunned up for the rest of her life or she's going to be offered away. Um, I personally, maybe because I don't want to believe, I don't believe that she was offered as a burnt sacrifice. Some people believe that she was. I have a hard time with that because I, I God doesn't take human sacrifice. So, I, I more lean towards her being offered in some kind of place of service to the Lord by which she wouldn't be free to marry, wouldn't be free to roam. She would be subdued in that kind of way. In either case, her dad did something one day in a moment that would impact her whole life. And back to us and the importance of our words and how we use them. That's how powerful a word is. And so as parents, I realized I could do something in a moment. That would affect my life, my wife's life, my kid's life. I could say things to them that greatly impacts their life. And this is really should be a reminder to all of us. Let's be a lot more careful what comes out of our mouth, things we say to people. And this is on my heart just to us as parents. I think sometimes as parents, we say to our kids things we wouldn't say to other people. Um, 
Parents can at times take for granted that these are my kids. They don't, they can't go anywhere. They don't have any other option. And they got to eat whatever you say. They got to take it. Or else they got to deal with you. And sometimes parents use that in a wrong way. And I would challenge all of us here that are blessed to be an authority over our children. Be careful how you speak to them. Consider that you're speaking to them always in the presence of the Lord. And even if you're speaking in chastisement or speaking in correction, be careful how you're speaking to them. Because you have a heavenly father, too. And he speaks to you. And even when God is correcting you or dealing with you, how does he speak? You know, I don't get the sense. God ain't, God ain't never cussed you out. Amen. Anybody, have you been cussed out by the Lord? See me after service outside. <laughs> so, but uh, we ain't never been cussed out by the Lord. And, you know, our kids shouldn't be enduring those sort of things. So anyway, care about how we speak to them. Care for our commitments to the Lord. And, and just be mindful that in a moment you can say words that have lasting impact on other people's lives. And so she's going to go be well her virginity in the mountain. The last two verses, 39 and 40. And it was so at the end of two months that she returned to her father and he carried out his vow with which he had vowed and she knew no man and it became a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went four days each year to lament the daughter of Jephthah and the that word lament can mean to commemorate and so basically the custom was that every you know for four days each year the that they would go and they would lament they would you know mourn for her and some people believe they would go visit her see her or whatever those that are of the idea that she was actually offered up say they would go up to where she was offered up and lament her again i don't believe she was offered up as a burnt offering but kind of a sad ending and and this is the thing this is a sad result of a positive that god did god gives him a victory but his victory he turns god's victory into a failure by what he said out of his mouth and so um as we wrap this up um story of jephthah a uh, few lessons that we take from his life one as Jephthah's life, and he had a really messed up beginning, but God still had great purpose. He didn't let his messed up beginning kind of quench what God could do with his life. He, he was a man of valor. He was a man of war. And he was great with his band of worthless people. And he was so valuable that when his brothers saw that they were over, you know, going to be overtaken, they said, we need to call him. And so I would just encourage anybody that says, man, I've had a rough go. I had a rough beginning, a rough start that you would look to the Lord. God, if you turn, you work everything for the good and look for what good God wants to bring out of your rough start. And so that we would consider that next, that as God was dealing with the children of Israel um, and, you know, we, we saw how they were with God and we saw how they were with people. Uh, I told us that we want to be careful that we're not like that, that we don't we don't just want God when we need something from him. And then we shove him off when he's not valuable to us. And that we don't do that to people either, because that was a characteristic of Israel at this time. And it, it wasn't good. It didn't, it didn't glorify God. And that's how they did Jephthah the way that they did. Number three, we see that Jephthah's victory was a result of the Holy Spirit upon his life. And if we find that we lack power to become or to do the things that God wants us to do, we need to cry out for God to pour out his spirit upon our lives. And as we close, I'm going to lift that up for all of us. Anybody here that say, man, I, I'm, I need power. I need God's help. For the things that I'm to accomplish, the things that I'm to do for him, we want to pray that God would pour out his spirit upon our life. And lastly, as we see the error of Jephthah, that we would be careful with what comes out of our mouth. Some of us need to be slower to speak, quick to hear, slow to speak. Some of us need to be quiet. Need to just, some of y'all need to zip, seal it up. 
and pray and fast and get a deliverance <laughs> before you open your mouth. Um, and we want to be careful about how we use our mouths, the vows that we make and what we say to people because we can say something in a moment like Jephthah did that has lifelong impact on other people. You've been listening to Pastor Bill Buffington on a transforming word as he teaches through the book of Judges. This was an interesting season for the people of Israel, being led by various judges as they delivered the people from a variety of enemies. You see, real faith lived out through these judges. There was much war and opposition going on, but God was faithful in delivering his people. Do you notice God's deliverance in your everyday life? He's aware of all that's going on, and He cares about bringing you out of those times of oppression. There's much more to learn from the book of Judges, and we hope you come back to hear what God speaks to you personally. If you missed any messages from this series, we encourage you to visit calvaryinglewood.org to hear more in Judges. There's also a free mobile app where you can access all of our messages too. Just go to calvaryinglewood.org. While you're there, you'll notice links to Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Feel free to explore our website and find other valuable information. We offer a daily Bible reading plan that you can look into as well. Once again, that's calvaryinglewood.org. If you have any other questions, Go ahead and call us at 310-245-4811. That number again is 310-245-4811. Well, that's about all we have for today. We're so glad you took the time to listen to Pastor Bill today in the book of Judges. We'll catch you again as we look into a transforming word. Transforming Word.